Welcome to Watch Over, a podcast devoted to all things Arrow and Elicity. Featuring myself, Jen, aka J. Buffy Angel, and me, Kelly, aka Callista Wolf. Be aware we do discuss spoilers and swear now and then, but we will always have fun and you will too. We are back for another week of analyzing Arrow to death. <laughs> Got my Callie here with we me. We do it the best. We do we? it the best. Yes. <laughs> so let's talk about um, the lead up until uh, to seven oh seven. The slab side redemption. The slab side redemption. There was a lot of hype about this episode. Oh my gosh! Like every single media outlet who got the screeners was flipping their shit about this episode like this is like they said it was a a defining episode of arrow that that it was just you were gonna you don't want to miss it you're just gonna don't want to miss it mind blown so i I mean once you hear it when you hear from one person you're like oh maybe but then after you hear from 10 sources you're kind of like Oh, okay, maybe maybe. this is pretty good. And listen. <laughs> it was not. It was not that. It was it was a solid episode, but I don't feel like it it didn't blow my mind, that's for sure. Everything kind of unfolded as expected with there a few exceptions. There real big surprises and I felt like a lot of it kind of dragged. Like it every was time slow. Diaz would open his mouth, I'd be like, okay, time to go get a drink, you know? Right, time to fold laundry. <laughs> exactly. Well, it just wasn't anything new. We've seen Diaz and Oliver, like, posture with each other. Yeah. yeah. And I, it just felt like a last-ditch effort to try and make um, Diaz scary, and that's just never going to happen. I feel like maybe the real li- the reason why it's getting so pumped up is just because it was it was from what Stephen Amell says it was a logistical nightmare to shoot because of all the stunt work. So from the stunt work aspect of it, it was excellent. That was oh, there was some really out all cool. The stops. It was a really really cool stuff. James Bamford outdid himself, exactly but that's the not the same as the quality written episode. <laughs> Those no. two things don't always go hand in hand. So yeah, I just I I almost wish they wouldn't tease episodes sometimes because invariably when they when they say oh this is a, an amazing episode, it I try to keep my expectations low so I'm not disappointed. I kept mine so low. But even when I do that, I'm always a little. Uh... Well, I find I almost have like an adverse reaction. It's it's. Well, you're contrary. I am as contrary. a human being. And when the more <laughs> people about are you. excited about something, I get really cranky about it. And I was cranky all you day. You were yesterday. super cranky yesterday. I was so cranky, like all day. You should see me driving my kids home from school. I was just like, my kids are like, what's wrong? And I'm like, nothing. <laughs> Arrow, stupid. <laughs> I'm just pissed. <laughs> you know, and I just i i don't I don't react well to that sort of thing. I'm like, just let me do my own thing. <laughs> well, yeah, it just kind of felt like pressure. Yeah. Don't you better love it. You better love it. Yeah. I, <laughs> do, like, I don't love it. It's 
I'm I'm all for giving yeah the stunt team their props. That's fine, but I just they are they push Diaz so hard in this show. You know, it's so unnatural. They don't the character never developed in an or in a organic way, not the way Slade did or Malcolm Merlin or any of that. So it's like. I don't know what it is about this particular bad guy, but they are just like, no, he's evil. He's scary. You will fear him. And it's like this constant, um, he's not as crappy as you guys say, uh, pushing. And I'm like, no, he is as crappy as we say. It just feels very forced whenever there's an episode featuring him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they really wanted this villain who's the first villain that they carried over from one season to the next, which terrible villain to do that with, but oh, whatever. I, I would have rather had Roz or Doug. Roz or oh gosh, Adrian <sighs> Trace know. for two seasons would have been oh my fantastic. God. No, no, Adrian is like the top choice. Yeah, but top he choice. blew himself up. So I know. so sad. <sighs> no. So we could it have just, twin. I, we could have remember our theory about how, <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Callie and I had a whole theory about how um, Adrian Chase has an has a twin. I think we've done this a couple times. We did it with t- there's the twin theory. I think we did it with Tommy. We did a Tommy twin theory. I just want somebody to have a twin. I think I felt like I think I came up with a Malcolm Merlin twin in one of my fix. He was a, he was like Max the plumber or something. Did I'm pretty he, sure did he act more like. Captain Jack from Doctor Who. I gotta tell you, I am like 99% sure I pitched that Adrian Chase twin idea to Mark Guggenheim. Mark is like... <laughs> He's like, oh girl. <laughs> no, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Not no, happening. But I was like, but it's so good. We yeah, I also it. pitched him... <laughs> I also pitched him uh, a storyline idea for... Because once we heard that Roy was coming back, I really <laughs> oh, wanted no. Roy and Thea to stay together. So I pitched him some super happy like everything's roses but here's why they're separated and he, he replies back i'm pretty sure that's a storyline from cheers <laughs> i was like what's wrong with cheers <laughs> cheers is excellent television it was on the air <laughs> for see a nothing time, wrong Marcus. with that exactly <laughs> whatever he doesn't listen to me okay so yeah i just feel like with this stop hyping the episode yeah just stop yeah. it doesn't work it just no. makes me upset okay no. so what else <laughs> But the good, the good part, Oliver's out of prison. Finally. Yeehaw. Honestly, when he stepped out and he like lifted his head back, I mean, obvious callback to Shawshank Redemption. So much Shawshank. Andy Dufresne standing in the sewage ditch. Like, I love that they're not even like trying to hide that they're ripping it off. No. They, they were... Extreme. I heart you, Arrow. <laughs> but no, he's, he's got his head back, his eyes closed, the mm-hmm. sun on his face. And I was like, breathe that free air, baby! Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're just missing that the was, rain. Just yeah. missing the rain. But that's Felicity. She's his rain. She washes all of the... Oh, stop the sorrow away. Isn't that uh, poetic? <laughs> but no, the whole, the whole episode was about him getting out. And I felt like a lot of times the Diaz stuff, the action, everything else was just like delaying what I really wanted. The inevitable. For getting out. So I'm just right. like, okay, okay, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's move it along. Let's move it along. Well, nobody, yeah. act, did anybody actually believe that he wouldn't get out or that he wouldn't stop Diaz? Somebody no. Somebody on Reddit, I'm sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> Those people can't be helped. 
I can't, I got nothing for him. But yeah, it just, it, it, I agree. It did feel a little, um, like we're constantly stalling here. Right. And here's 75 different ways that he has to fight Diaz. I will say this. They had to give him Diaz super strength in order to make him even. And even then he just like barely. Yeah, even a slight threat. Well, and you and I were talking about this last night. Um, you know, Slade was threatening and scary even without Mirakuru. Oh, yeah. Malcolm Merlin, Adrian Chase. You don't you be- need... Well, here's the thing about Slade versus Diaz. You mm-hmm. believed Slade's problem with Oliver. You understood where it came from. You... Even though you're like, okay, Slade's kind of crazy here with the whole shadow thing, it made sense. And this one, it was like, until last night, I still wasn't 100% sure why Diaz was so pissed at Oliver specifically. And then he's like, he's the one that took Star City from me. And I'm like, okay, but he wasn't alone. (laughs) Right. He wasn't the only one doing that. Seven months ago, too. It just, it... The motivation really fell flat with Diaz. Well, it just did. Yeah, it just, well, it just never made sense to me how he became the big bad. There were, they had a bunch of other villains in season six that they could pick from and they went with that guy. And I'm like, I guess he's a big comic book character for Arrow, but Mm -hmm. yeah, whatever. All right. What was scary, who was scary was Stan the fan. Holy shit. I am so glad that I was right not to trust that little shit. (laughs) I was very wrong to trust that little shit. (laughs) Holy crap. Little sniveling little motherfucker. He scared the ever-living bejesus out of me last night. It was like fatal attraction time. I actually think the part that was the most unnerving is when he, when Oliver, when Oliver was sitting on the floor and he had him bound somehow and Oliver's in this very calm voice, just like trying to talk Stan off the ledge. Like, you know, Oliver knows that he's absolutely batshit. And I was like, this is scary. I'm scared. (laughs) Oliver's using his, I'm talking to a psychopath voice. Right. (laughs) It was like. I know you're crazy, but I have to talk to you like you. We are surrounded sure, by padded Stan. by padded you walls. Can help oh, me. yeah, oh. you'll be my sidekick. <laughs> you're like, oh, jeez. And then he's like, I don't know what the deal is, but that actor. It was. It reminded me of Adrian he's Chase. He's really awesome. Well, he's really good because when Adrian Chase was in the mask and Josh Segura was not allowed to be Josh Segura, um, the the villain of Prometheus I thought was incredibly boring but then they rip off the mask and it's it's party time I kind of feel it's the same thing with Stan like the the facade that we've been seeing all season kind of got ripped off and there's there's a whole another level of crazy there yeah it was really it was very fun hear me out on this I think it's it really drills down to what works in a comic book versus what works on a tv show in a comic book, a mask can be as threatening as a person. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that persona, the the sinister look of the, uh, a villain is, yeah. is, is it's more really visual. intimidating. But on screen, that's not a, always what plays. And mm-hmm. you saw it with Adrian Chase. You know, as soon as he was unmasked, then he became really scary. He wasn't as scary just dressed as Prometheus 
And then with last season and this season, Diaz is this comic book character. Yeah, he doesn't have a mask. He doesn't have the outfit, but he's playing a two-dimensional character. Yeah. And it's not as scary as somebody like Stan, who all of a sudden you're getting to see, like, really weird motivations. We don't even know his story. Like, no. what did he do? You know? Right. Where did he come from? Is he what? truly innocent? Isn't right. he? Yeah. No, he ain't innocent. But, I know. <laughs> but I feel like, I just feel like Arrow's villains are a testament to why sometimes comic book doesn't work on screen. I totally agree with that. Absolutely. Well, and, and I think, like, there's the acting, the actor, oh, too. that definitely. Like, sorry, that Kirk. Definitely makes what a is his name? Is Vito? He yeah, has two terrible. modes. Two modes. Screaming or unintelligible, unintelligible uh, mumbling. So either I'm taking migraine pills or I can't understand a damn word that comes out of his mouth. Here's the thing. One thing he did last night that was, like, really irritating me, <laughs> like, unreasonably so... You know, and I'm the person that I'm like, I don't like this person's eyebrows. I hate that you know, type of person. But and it was along those lines. But the way he would hold phones and walkie-talkies and stuff. Like, every time he was talking about one, he's, like, sideways. holding it sideways. What are you doing? Do you think that makes you look tougher? Like, what are you, it's just illogical. Like no one holds a phone like that. Oh, what was driving me nuts is every time he would take these long, dramatic pauses, which there were a lot of them, he would, like, wiggle in his chair. (laughs) It was like, like, I don't know what he was doing. It was just bizarre. Like, if you watch the scene that he has with Oliver when, when they're talking on the phones, like, he, like, moves his body incessantly in these dramatic pauses. And I'm just like, stop moving. I don't know. Maybe he's, he's really like, I wanted to get him some Ritalin or something. He like sounds like he's got emphysema. I'm like concerned about him. I'm yeah. Like, I'm taking your, he's your bad. Not a good actor. I'm sorry. Uh, like, I, ugh. That's why I was so. to understand what he's saying. Well, I feel like that is 99% of what an actor's responsibility is to make sure that people can understand the yeah, words coming I out of thought, their mouth. I thought actors were supposed to enunciate. Well, and then I would just flip between annoyance over his mumbling mm-hmm. or reaching for my migraine pills because of the screaming. So I, it was really which one is the lesser of two evils. And I had to go with mumbling because, well, because migraines the hurt. mumbling is so easy to tune out. Right. I'm so I'm so happy we're done with that asshole. Well, like, at least for a little while. I mean, I'm not saying he won't pop up at some point, because anytime they leave up. a villain, <laughs> just leave me to my joy right now, okay? He's done. Yeah. He's in a jail. And you, can we you just... at least have through, I feel confident, at least through uh, winter hiatus. That's only, like, two episodes, <laughs> But it's a long time. Like, that's two months without Diaz. Yes, I, I know. Rejoice. I want longer. <laughs> I know, I know. It makes me sad. Okay, so we should talk a little bit about how Oliver stops him, though, because he had a little help. Oliver had a lot of help. Mr. Ben Turner. Oh, my God. Do I love him? He was hotness. I, I love like, him so much. I'm just like a major fan. Oh, my God. No, honestly, we were seeing signs of that 
before, mm-hmm. you know, and Turner being like, you know, I'm not who you think I am, you know, I'm I'm not just a bad guy, you know, and that carried through to this episode, and I just love how that played. Like, what was it? He said something to to Oliver way back in the beginning, mm. and Turner says, you know. You don't keep your promises, especially when you make them to people like me. And I was like, oh. Yeah, it was oh, a solid snap. burn. Solid uh, burn. Well, and it was and it was just, it, it sent shivers down my spine because it was like, oh, God. You know, Oliver really needs to kind of rethink how he's dealing with criminals. Yeah, it was, I think it was really, there was a shot, um, when Oliver's talking to him and he's in solitary confinement and they have that door slot open mm-hmm. and Oliver's, all he can see is Oliver's face, but there's so much sunlight beaming in. So it's like Oliver's face is like illuminated in sunlight and then the <laughs> sunlight just like boom on a spotlight on Turner. And we all know air was not subtle with their light no, symbolism. Not even close. And it was just, but it was kind of one of those moments where I actually think the first person Oliver helps with this newfound moral code is Turner. And he kind of, not kind of, he gives Turner a little kick in the butt. And he tells him, if you want redemption, you got to earn it. It was, he sort of helped um, Talia. But. Yeah, but she was, she was really more or less interested in. Um, yeah, she wasn't, she wasn't herself. I think, yeah. I think there, there was, there is a part of Turner that wants to help bronze people. tiger's redemption is more believable than black sirens basically <laughs> well he stays in prison that's what i found was admirable he could have escaped he and he doesn't which is the same thing he Oliver stayed did. In prison. he helped the guards you know don't you love that oliver left him the, co- the copy of count of monte cristo oh. in his cell oh yes so great so great because yes <laughs> i don't know I, well i don't know if anyone listening has read the count of Monte cristo you can watch the movie you don't have to read the book the, the movie it's got jim caviezel in it and, and if you keep your eye out you've got a young henry cavill as his son and it's, it's so good they're both really good and super hot so um but essentially here's is a total tool like the whole time yeah he's just a tool but such an awesome tool like he's such a dick <laughs> You're like, I have no problem with Edmund, you know, Don't shanking this guy. <laughs> yeah, like, no, kill them all. Kill yeah, them all. Kill kill them all. all. Oh, and then um, the, revenge uh, the woman who plays his love interest is, like, crazy pretty. Oh, yeah. Like, distractingly gorgeous. I just like to stare yeah, so at her. Yeah, so watch the movie. It's so anyways, really watch good. the movie. Anyways, but what I thought was very interesting um, is they Dumbledore have... Dumbledore was his, his, his neighbor. In the yes, movie. you're right. Um, <laughs> there's lots of good people in it. So what I thought was so interesting is they kind of open on Oliver in the cell, and he's reading the last page of The Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah. And the phrase that they zoom in on is wait and hope, which on its surface is um, interesting. It's it's more or less you can take it as Oliver is waiting and hoping for his release. Pretty straightforward. But if you actually look at the full passage, um, the count is telling. I think it's his friends. I can't. Put, it's 
I can't remember who, but he's telling um, someone that ultimately he's come to this realization and that Edmund Dantes was pursuing. He suffered horribly. Um, he was wrongfully imprisoned. He's using all of the power and money he's accumulated over the years for his vengeance. And he ultimately comes to a realization that um, he is not um, God. He does not get to ch he does not get right. to judge people's right. soul, and that the vengeance part of it is not is not righteous. So he turns away from it, and he kind of has um, it's a he goes through a couple of like rebirths, but his final rebirth is very much a man who's at peace and has faith in God. So the wait and hope, what he's saying is, um, wait until God's judgment day. Right. and hope for that god's the one that gets to judge right people, not you. exactly and uh, there's a be happy with your family exactly just you're not god it's a line from rudy that i love which is <laughs> two two irrefutable facts in 65 years or something he says there is a god and i'm not him that's the that's the sum total of it and because edmund got to this point he there's a he achieved a level of freedom because i mean when you think about it Vengeance is, Vengeance is an exhausting yeah. project, and it, it takes a toll on a human being's soul, um, well, and it's he, a lot of responsibility. He, he took a lot of sinister, dark delight in it until he saw what it was doing to his family. Yes. Yes. And then he's like, oh. Oh, maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Well, my and he had a loss of, yeah, he lost his faith in God um, because yeah. of all of the suffering. And this is a very Catholic perspective, is that Edmond well, comes to it's... a realization <laughs> that suffering in and of itself, um, good can come from it. And it's, that... it's Alexander D Dumas, who, of course, also did Hunchback of Notre Oh, Dame. yeah. Okay, that makes more sense to me. Um, so, <laughs> very Catholic. Dude. Right. So, I think what struck me, a couple things that struck me is that the character of Edmund Dantes and Oliver are very similar because Oliver's journey started out as um, one of vengeance and Oliver has very much had this perspective that he gets to be judge jury and a lot of times executioner and there is a lot of responsibility in that type of justice where you are determining who lives and who dies and what Oliver realized in prison is that he doesn't always make the right judgment calls about somebody. And that feeling of, oh, I can take this person out, but is that really what they deserve? That There's a lot of weight to that. And I think what Oliver has come to realize is that it's not his responsibility to determine who lives and who dies. And he, just because he wears a mask doesn't make him God. So he's kind of coming full circle on his vengeance trip the same way that Edmond did, did too. Mm -hmm. And then just as from a suffering standpoint, um, obviously we're all very angry at the newbies and that Oliver went to prison for these people who are undeserving of it. But Oliver seeking vengeance on them wouldn't make sense with what he's wouldn't learned. Wouldn't make sense. But, but also... You know, superheroes are fictional Christ-like figures. So essentially, Oliver going to prison and suffering for other people's sins is essentially an homage to Jesus Christ, which, yeah. you know, like, he comes kind of out of it 
Right. Well, and he comes out of this, you know, um, a much better person. And that, you know, superheroes are essentially beyond reproach, morality-wise speaking. So they need to move Oliver down this line to a higher moral ground. And this was a really good way of doing it because he paid penance for the sins of his past and for the sins of his the people he loves, and that includes Star City. None of these people, including Star City, deserve Oliver's and love and support. The point is right. sacrificing for them even when they don't deserve it. I mean, that's basically Christianity. That's just the sum total. That's the ball game of Christianity. So, yeah, it's yeah. it's and you know that was the point that. Um, the author was trying to get to in Count of Monte Cristo that there is there is a, re- a redemptive um, piece to suffering and when we suffer that is our that's how we're closer to Christ essentially and we, we become more Christ-like while we're suffering so Oliver and, is and essentially and coming and out like Jesus <laughs> after this prison way, arc Oliver really drills down to what is important, what matters. Right. Suffering really helps a person kind of get past all the bullshit. Right. It's very, it crystallizes your life in a way that, you know, well, and it teaches us lessons that as painful as these lessons are, that, you know, we wouldn't necessarily learn if everything was happy all the time, if we didn't suffer loss. So it's, to me, this was just a really massively important arc for Oliver Queen. It got him to a place that I've been waiting for him to get to for years. And from that standpoint, I know it was a little bit like sludging along in the prison arc for some, but I really enjoyed it much more than I thought I would. Just because the arc I, was so clear by the time they started rolling in 701. I was like, oh, I can I see where this is going. Clear going into this season that I wasn't interested in the prison thing that I was just like, let's just get him out. And while I sort of finished up with let's just get him out, I have to admit that the prison arc wasn't as dull or I don't even know what the word is, but it, it wasn't what I was necessarily It didn't have a monotony to it. They managed to mix it up. Not successfully every episode. Well, and I think they wisely made it the B storyline. I think our concern was that this is going to be the A storyline and we're never going to see the other characters. And well, even if it was the B storyline, I felt it was going to be kind of like how when Oliver was quote unquote dead. Yeah, that's a really that good example. Was just so bad. And it was just like, I was afraid that that's what it was going to be, that it was going to affect the A storyline that way and it was just going to be something to get through instead of of enjoy. Well, I think too they they corrected a mistake that they had made in season 3. When Oliver was dead, it was a high significant focus on Black Canary, Laurel Lance. (laughs) And this time around, it was a significant focus on Felicity Smoke. And there's a reason why Emily Bett Ricards and the character Felicity Smoke became the lead actress on Arrow. There's, it's a better character. Just she can carry flat it. out. She can carry and the show without Oliver. Black Siren worked better as one of Felicity's tools. Yeah, I think the only reason why 
you know, I know people are like top propping, like, oh, you prop this character. I don't even think it was propping, but like the, it may, Felicity makes everyone easier to tolerate. She makes she Barry more tolerable. She makes Diggle more I tolerable. Feel like there's something Oliver about more tolerable. Emily that when she's acting opposite someone, she draws out their authentic performance. You know that when people are yeah. acting opposite Emily, that you're you're getting rid of a lot of artifice. That she inspires the people that she's acting with to to be more authentic in their role. Mm-hmm. To to relax into their role, to enjoy what they're doing with her. I think and she pulls a. I think she pulls a warmness out of actors. Uh, uh, she find you know if you look at Black Siren and how Katie Cassidy acts, Katie Cassidy can be very rigid and cold, and it's just it was difficult sometimes to connect with Laurel because of that. Um, but the moments where she, you know, we have this really evil character, you know, basically interacting with the Rainbow Bright of Arrow. Um, she softens Black Siren, or it's Black Siren, Black Siren softens around Felicity. So it makes it easier to feel compassion and connect to that character, as Without opposed to Felicity. There, I wouldn't have given two craps about Black Siren. Well, and you know, the same can be said for Renee. He was. Um, this is also very true. He was awful the last two years. Um, really took a took a lot for me to even tolerate him on screen. But this year they played him. They played him smart because he essentially was Felicity's backup, and he was funny about it. You know, and he was. So I do think that you know they very wisely centered the show around Felicity and what Felicity was doing. And they very wisely centered it around Alicity because their storylines essentially paralleled. That was something that was unexpectedly delightful about the prison storyline is how focused on Felicity Oliver was all clear throughout. And Felicity was focused on Oliver clear throughout. Yeah. And it was just like, even though they were apart, they weren't far from each other's minds and you saw it on screen. Well, that's what makes the marriage piece of these characters so satisfying because they're done with the BS will they, won't they drama. Mm-hmm. And they're just, it's the writers have settled into, yes, this is it. This is our love story and we're going to throw stuff at them. But the point of it is not to break them up anymore. It's just to make their lives difficult and they have challenges that they have to face together and it just like you've said before Arrow's one of those shows like when they break up their couple they're weaker for it that Arrow's an actually a stronger show when Oliver and Felicity are together that it just makes it's more organic it makes sense it it they, they are make each other better and more interesting right and then everybody who comes into contact with them is better and more interesting. Right. Which is why six and even seven has been so enjoyable so far because you cut out a lot of unnecessary drama, things that Oliver and Felicity were doing that didn't really feel true to their characters under normal circumstances. Um, they're just allowed to be who they are with one another. And then we just deal with bad guys trying to kill them all the time. 
So that for me is always, and that's kind of why I get a little, guys, stop worrying. I mean, all of this divorce talk, I'm like, they're not doing that. They're not going to divorce them. Just sit back. There hasn't even been a I mean, there's nothing. There's nothing. And this is what makes me sad for people who can't just sit back and watch the show. Like, you have to eventually just, I'm just going to watch and see what happens. And, you know, you miss a lot of the enjoyment and a lot of the good stuff if you're constantly worrying about the bad stuff that could happen. Here's the thing. If the bad stuff is going to happen, it's going to happen whether you worry about it or not. Right. So just enjoy the happy parts. Right. To just, to just not worry and just go with it and enjoy what comes exactly and you can and if the worst happens then you can be upset then i agree well and you can worry you can come up with worst case scenario for your fan favorite couple but that doesn't mean that's what the writers are going to choose to do and my frustration is arrow is very clear about their direction very clear it's like sesame street clear so they're so clear that people doubt it they're like maybe they're trying to lead me astray it's like no well i had to laugh because we have turner (laughs) i mean it was really funny because turner's like hey you know old green arrow he was crappy and he you've learned to not see things in black and white and you see the gray now so maybe that's going to make you a better hero and it's literally like that was almost the entire that whole speech was literally like lifted from like five of my reviews and I was just like I like it when Arrow says my words <laughs> on screen but they're so obvious about it it's like okay here's the lesson that Oliver was supposed to learn and they package it up and put it in a little red bow and ta-da and they just can't help themselves they at some point have an episode in which they say here was the life lesson the character should be learning so they spell it out for us eventually so I what I was thinking of is, you know, everyone's very worried about Diggle and what's going on with Diggle and why is Diggle acting like such a douchebag? I'm like, the answer is going to come. They're going to spell it out for you at some point, but it's just it's a wait. wait. Right. You've got to wait it's for it, yeah. which is incredibly I get, frustrating. I get the frustrating, the, the waiting is, is kind of lame. It's like, well, why? they go so long on some right. certain arcs. You know, we didn't have to wait that long for Oliver to, you know, come out of his prison arc and with Diggle this has been going on it feels like the Elicity breakup only it's Diggle it's like it's Diggle's breakup with reality like I know where they're going <laughs> I feel very confident where they're going with him but it's oh my gosh they're making us wait 60 episodes or some ridiculousness it feels like, like it's a year and a half before we're going to get any answers which is exactly what they did with Oliver and Felicity I mean essentially the breakup storyline started in 408 and it went to 5... No, I'm not going to even say that. went to 408 to 603. Because 603 is when he gives her the key. God. I mean, sweet Jesus. It That's took forever. And really... I know. <laughs> I know. And 520 was the predominant, here's the answers. We're explaining why they've been, you know, acting the way they have been. That was the light in the tunnel. It was an amazing episode. But holy shit, did they make us wait for it. It's really frustrating. So I feel they're doing the same thing with Diggle. Like, we could even make an argument this has been cooking with Diggle since season four. I feel like Diggle has gotten the shaft on storyline for several years now. So I'm... So ho- Felicity. They're both yeah. Diggle and Felicity 
have had to take major backseats to Oliver. Well, and, and yeah. What's worse is that they've taken backseats to NTA. Last yeah, year, that's could fair. have been Dig and Felicity, and they focused on NTA instead. And it was the wrong choice. It was well, last wrong year was just so choice. bizarre. I, I know it was their version of Civil War, but... It was terrible. It was like... I mean, so what I couldn't understand is how are the writers looking at this and think this is a fair and balanced argument? One side was clearly wrong and the other was clearly right. <laughs> like, it wasn't even, they're just <laughs> acting like insolent toddlers, you it know? It felt like the whole storyline, all the characters, everything that happened in 6B was completely phoned in. Just like nobody yeah. cared. They were just yeah. like, let's just get this out, get this up. And then it's like, holy shit. And then you expect the fans to care. Right. And you don't care. I completely agree. It, it was just <laughs> some atrociously bad. It was so bad, I think it distracted from all the good, which was all of our felicity. Because there was a lot of good in six. It was just, you, it was just you had a crappy bad guy. Yeah. Crap. You had a crappy <laughs> bad guy in Diaz, which was be and I always say Arrow lives and dies with their big bad if they've got a crappy big bad it's the season ain't gonna go great and then you have the newbies who literally lost their god blessed minds they just like went people were finally starting to enjoy the newbies oh, I know we had finally started this, warming to like, them well that's gone it was like character assassination time hope you hope you enjoyed having jobs actors because we're gonna make the audience hate you and I would say what bothers me the most and where I'm concerned with now Oliver's freedom, and it was something that Stephen Amell brought up in all of his interviews, his exit interviews for last, mm-hmm. this last week. He was saying, you know, it kind of started to feel like, you know, everyone is acting like Oliver spent a night in county jail. And he spoke up and he said, let's not glaze over this. He's been traumatized, even for yeah, Oliver. Let's not do that. Let's... Let's reflect that in Oliver's choices and how he interacts with people and how he dresses and how he does everything from here on out. Right. And I will say that Arrow has a tendency to just wrap up a storyline and then pretend like it never happened. Never happened. And they're doing that with this Civil War thing. And I know it drives people nuts because, yeah, Dinah, Curtis, and Renee were supreme assholes. And they don't get to just get, you know, welcome back into the fold like nothing happened. Except, you know, you need to have consequences for these. Exactly. You need to have consequences for these characters. Not only are they getting welcomed back into the fold, but Dig is siding with them over Felicity. I mean, seriously, what the fuck is going on? A hard time. Mm -hmm. Not Renee, but Curtis and Dinah. Definitely. Like making things harder for her. And it's like, listen, you should be. Over there cleaning her loft. You should be... Right. Making her, her meals, her cooking you her... Should... Ca- baking her cake, yes. painting her toenails, because you motherfuckers are the reason why her husband's in jail. Right. And, like, and nobody so... is taking responsibility for that except Renee. Like, Renee is operating from a standpoint of, man, I really 
put the FBI target on this guy's back. Renee is doing the right thing. And he's and like, God bless him. I will give him credit for it. Yeah, but it's easier. It's we're having a much easier time forgiving Renee because he's actually earning exactly. his redemption. It's the same thing with Turner. It's the same thing with Oliver. It's like we can accept these characters have become better people because they've worked towards it. They've earned We've it. We've seen it happen. And on you screen. gave me a scene on the television screen that shows it. See, this isn't like. You know, they do, oh, well, it all happened off screen. Laurel got training with a, with Nyssa, but it happened off screen. It's like, no, no, no that doesn't happen. count. You need to show me. <laughs> it's not how that works. Didn't happen. <laughs> Didn't happen. And they do this with, with certain characters. They do it with Laurel. Oh, she's redeemed in her $2,000 white suits. No, that's not redemption. And I would say Dinah was glazed over. And Curtis! Dinah, I'm disappointed in Dinah because I felt from season six of the newbies, she came out the best out of all three. She came out of the gate the strongest character. She was, And the problem is, is like, Curtis is still the worst. I mean, that's not even in debate. Yeah. But Dinah has been insufferable this season so far. She's really been obnoxious. She's kind of sanctimonious. Mm-hmm. She's kind of just... And then the flash forwards, she's being a pain She's even ass. worse. And I'm just like, okay, girl, this isn't working for me. Yeah, and then we have Curtis, who, as I'm sure all of our listeners know, I want Curtis to die a painful death. Because he's horrible. He didn't even... The thing I don't understand is the writers are willing to hold Renee accountable for his actions. They kind of held Dinah accountable like she had a sort of kind apology of. Like combo like a... with Oliver oh I really admire yeah. you okay well that doesn't like cover putting him in jail but whatever um and then Curtis just Curtis just got free no. nothing no no apology nothing and then he's no responsibility taken in fact not only has he not taken responsibility he's complained about how hard this whole last year has been on him right like you did that. And bitching about his birthday party. <laughs> you stupid dumbass. I know. Your husband left you because of the choices you made. Not because of the choices Oliver made or Felicity or anybody else. Right. You, Curtis. You did it. That was you. That was you. So if, do you if this is being obnoxious at his re- the reception? Because I do. Because this is my thing. If this is the season of redemption, they're doing a real shit job with some of the supporting characters. <laughs> They're doing a good job with some and a really bad job. And then whenever you call the writers out on this nonsense, they get mad. Yeah. You're like, well, well, we're just a television show. Well, yeah, no fucking kidding. I'm buying the Kleenex on the Target ad that like pays your bills. So could you just work with me a little bit? No, apparently they can't. No. All right. Okay, I want to I wanna discuss... Oliver's decision because oh yeah the description for this episode <laughs> and some of the hype was about like Oliver makes a decision in this episode that has lasting consequences and I'm like I remember before the episode began I thought it couldn't be whether or not Oliver kills Diaz because I feel like we already know the answer to that and I was right he doesn't kill him and why would we be surprised he doesn't kill him given the growth that he has experienced while in prison, it's very obvious, of course he's not going to kill him. Like, so... Yeah. Is, is that 
really his decision? I don't or know. Or is it something else? I don't know. I was so confused <laughs> by this episode description. I was like, Because, like, just, that just... was... His, 707 is his decision, and then, like, 708 is, like, Felicity makes a decision. Like, I'm what like, decision is everybody making? Okay. <laughs> Somebody gonna tell me what's going what's on? the decision? I, I don't know. No, uh, I totally agree. I've got no clue. I have no idea where they're, what decision they were coming up with. I feel like it's the decision to kill Diaz, but it's... But he didn't! Good. He didn't kill Diaz. But I know, but, like, the decision not to kill Diaz. Because Can I say what a proud mama I am that he did not kill Diaz? I know. What there was what? such a... I know! There was such a shift in his tactics. Like, did you notice, like, when he slit whatever, WWE's guy's femoral artery, he's like, he told hey, him, he's like, I, you better put some pressure on that. You're going to bleed out in like six <laughs> minutes. Better deal with that. And I was like, whereas before, he would just want to stood there and watch while, you know, yes, he exactly. bled out. I was like, oh, Oliver, you're growing. I mean, not that it really helped Cody because... He got I'm burned sure alive. Like, like, do they have an issue with Cody? Like, that was a brutal <laughs> death. Was, was there something... I don't watch his WWE shit. Is there like something Steven's like, angry with Cody about? For a second, and I turned back and I'm like, wait, is he on? <laughs> Cody's on fire. <laughs> it was like really gruesome too. Like normally Arrow doesn't show as much brutality and grossness and all that, but like the camera just stayed on him burning. <laughs> I was like, okay, we could cut away at any any point in time. I don't. So I'm kind of like wondering what this. Cody did to Steve because <laughs> that was. <laughs> That's a God. rough way to go. Did you take his parking spot? Apparently. <laughs> Sorry, Stardust. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Yeah, whatever. Anyhow, so I saw something that said that Oliver's decision not to kill Diaz wasn't going to really affect Felicity, but it might affect somebody else he loves. And a lot of people were like, is that William? I'm like, no. <laughs> well, he's in jail. I mean, we're going to see him again. Okay. Well. I know you don't want to believe that we're going to see him again. No, I do believe we're going to see him again. I'm just, like, I'm still trying to think what the, what the question, why that would be his choice, and then down the road. Like. Whatever. I don't know. Well, anytime they leave a villain alive, there's potential to see them again. That's just the way yeah. Arrow works. I know. Sometimes well, if a villain's killed, they you can still see them again. That's just the way Arrow like, works. Is Diaz going to target William? Is he going to target Thea? And that's why Roy is pissed at Oliver? Like, what? Yeah, that's an interesting idea. I don't know why he... Well, here's here's why I'm more reticent about it. I think they're they're wrapping Diaz up. They're not going to have this character be the big bad for two freaking seasons. That's I would nuts. like them to wrap it up. I just don't trust that they are. I do think they're they wrapping it up. Regular this season. Yeah, but just... that doesn't mean anything. Like that doesn't know, mean what like, people think it means. I feel like they're going to use him as much as they can. I don't. I think he's still in Vancouver. Well, series regular means he has to give priority <laughs> to Arrow over other yeah. gigs. That's all it means. It doesn't. It's not an X number of episodes but either. He's, he's in Vancouver. Well, I'm sure. Like I said, he's gonna pop up again. I just don't think he's going to be. You know, for six B and seven. What are we on? Seven A. He was the primary villainous force through the yeah. show. 
I feel that be standing. Yeah, I feel that is done. They're closing the door on Diaz being the big bad, and they're gonna open up, you know, new storylines on whatever evil they're fighting. I don't even want to see the longbow hunters anymore. Let's no, I don't even them. know how much we're gonna get that. I think what I'm thinking is whatever is going on in the flash forwards, this mark of four stuff, I feel like we're gonna start getting some of that in seven B. That, that some of the threads that have been in the flash forwards we're going to start seeing in present day. I'm not saying that Diaz won't pop up again. I just don't see him as the big bad um, level that he's been at for the last basically year and a half. But, you know, I've been wrong before. It'll happen again. All right. Uh, <laughs> I just, yeah. Mm. All right. Diggle... So Oliver was released. <laughs> Honestly, I was surprised to see Diggle. And Diggle out was there. there. Felicity. Like I was expecting Felicity. Sure, yes, Felicity. But then, like Diggle's there, I'm like, whoa. Really? <laughs> I wonder if they talked on the drive. Is our friendship because... level at that? Yeah, is our friendship at that level? I don't really feel like I it. Just don't know. It kind of. It was so jarring. It took me out of it for a second. It did take me out of it too. I was like, what? what? Well, <laughs> here's what I kind of took away. Does Diggle deserve to be there? Was he? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. He's still his friend. He's it's still, still Diggle. Brother. You know, well, yeah. what I, the way I looked at it is, you know, Oliver was only able to hold on to his morality because he held on to the lessons that Diggle and Felicity taught him. Mm -hmm. So if Oliver's coming out of prison as Jesus Christ, which is apparently what Arrow <laughs> writers are hitting us over the head with um yeah john does deserve to be there um, yeah i was glad to see him there I yeah it was surprised. it was a nice supportive moment which has been rare from him but i want to like as, as felicity was walking up to oliver i felt like saying to diggle see she shouldn't have given up see yeah he got out i told see? you so yeah you know, i like, agree and i'm like i shouldn't be feeling this an mm. animosity to diggle i do I know. <laughs> i'm angry well and i think everyone like the people at the gate you want it to be the people who have fought for oliver's freedom and diggle is right. not he didn't sorry he didn't, didn't. But, but it, at the same time, I'm glad it wasn't Black Siren there. So. Well, it just felt it just felt it wasn't about Diggle. It was about Oliver. He, he, you know, this is about what Oliver, who Oliver wants to see as the gates open, and he wants to see his wife, and he wants to see his best friend, and they are the only two that matter. They are two of the most important people in his life, and you know, there's this almost celebratory aspect of Oliver retaining his moral code inside the island and he did that by holding on to the love he has for the people in his life as opposed to Lian Yu where he shut that all down so it what it just felt like it was more about Oliver than anything being about Diggle but yeah Diggle's gonna have a comeuppance because he better they better not glaze over this whole Diggle stuff we better not be like oh they better not pull a Curtis Holt on Diggle. I'm going to be pissed if that happens. Because it's one, yeah, it's one thing if you do it, whatever, to the supporting B, C-level characters. But Diggle is one of the three leads. Don't fuck him up. So you got to deal with, if you're going to, like, make him unlikable, then you have to deal with it. So I hope they deal with it. But we'll see. When are we going to see John Jr. in the Flash? I have so many questions. I know, right? Where's Lila? 
where's John? Where's their son? I wonder if they have a second child and named her Sarah, because I'm still super bitter. <sighs> I hate fucking Barry Allen. I hate that little motherfucker. <laughs> Baby murderer. So, but then, then Diggle disappeared. Oh, yeah. So this is the best. So, okay. First of all, Felicity does not hesitate. Oliver has his arm. Do you see Oliver had his arm reached out to her? Yes, he did. It was, and he was like holding Come here, baby. my baby. And like, oh she's God. like freaking out because he looks like shit. Like, he really looks like he's been. He really looks he's like bad. a He looks like a punching bag. Um, oh God. He couldn't have washed his face before. No, he he's like, I'm just. There. I'm out of here. Well, would you want to stay an extra five minutes in that no, place? But I'm Fuck just, like, no. A little splash. No! <laughs> they could kill him! It's Flabside! Turns his back for a second and they get shanked or some ridiculousness. Whatever. Anyways, so yeah, then Felicity is like crying and it's really. It's oh, so good. Yes. It's a great kiss. It's it's it, Her hand was shaking as she touched his face. I know. With the ring. It was the ring uh, hand. Uh, with the ring. So I'm like, yeah, let's throw some wedding. It still low key bothers me that he hasn't given her the Moira engagement rock. I'm over it. Yeah, I'm never going to be over it because I like jewelry, but whatever. Um. <laughs> but then they pull back from the embrace yes. to show that Slabside is indeed like on some cliff instead of in like the outskirts of Vancouver. <laughs> it was bad CGI, real bad CGI. Really bad CGI and Diggle was gone. And they erased Diggle. It's like, where'd Diggle go? All the buildings and cars are God, it's just, 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 just like no more diggle. It it beats the blooper. Remember when they electrocuted Roy and left him on the street, and like nobody went back for Roy. I was like, is Roy alive? Did Roy die? And Steven's like tweeting, oh whoops, oh yeah, probably he's like I went back the next day and got him. It was hilarious. We we're like, that's a pretty bad blooper. This might take the cake on just like idiotic, stupid things that they did not pick up on. You had one. You had one job. One job. Become the Flash. Yeah, you're like, wait, did he evaporate? I don't understand. It was really. It was funny. Okay. Yeah, I know. I love it when they make mistakes because this fandom drags them in a hilarious way. It's not. It's not even a mean way. It's just really funny. It's just like. This is hilarious. They, they tease the show. It's hilarious. It's just, they're, you know. And no, this, this, the Arrow viewers do not miss a thing. No. Uh, you gotta be on your game, because we don't. <laughs> if there is even a slight anything, they're all over it. Sometimes to a level that I can't jump on board with, but that was completely reasonable, because they erased Diggle from the CGI. So They've got Diggle and CGI. <laughs> I mean, Yes, but I was very happy we were given a reunion scene. I know there was some discussion of whether you we're going to get one or not going to get one. I was hoping there would just be a moment, and I got just a moment, and it was fine. Well, it made – the minute they showed – because it's like, are they going to have him – are they going to show him walking out of prison? Or are we just going to, like, pick up the next day um, in Star City? He's home at home with Felicity. But the minute he walked outside – I'm like, she has to be there if we're doing this. Oh, yeah. And it was great. If she hadn't have been there, it would have been a big it problem. It like, really lame. And he's yeah. in the sun. I mean, they don't even try to be settled on this show. I love him so much. And it was interesting because they were the only other series regulars that were there. It was kind of a nice break. We got a break from 
Curtis. Break from Dinah. We got a break from Diggle's bullshit. Diggle didn't say a single word. I'm like, that's smart. Zip it. Not interested in anything you have to say right now. Did you like how Diggle was just completely, like, not bothered by Oliver's horrific face? Like, like, how could he not? He how was like, he be like, oh my. He's just like, yeah, that seems that seems about right. <laughs> Felicity's like freaking out. Diggle's like, it's fine. <laughs> it's like, Feels like this is all over. Yeah, not you. good, not good. <laughs> all right, so you wanted to talk. Okay, I think that I think we've covered the up. I think we did a good job. Pat ourselves on the I back. Do you want to talk um, maybe a little bit about next week first before uh, we, we get into Rantower? So you're not watching. No, no, Jen, you're confused again. Oh, crap. That's right. See, this is what happens on the phone all the time. I get It's so hard for me. I get It's all right. All right. Okay, so it's not, it's not the crossover. It is not the mid-season finale. It's just episode eight. Okay, go. It's the mid-season finale because you're not, I'm not watching the crossover. So for me, this right. week is... It's Arrow mid-season finale, and then we have crossover bullshit. Got it. Correct. Okay. I'm with but you. But anyhow, next week, mm-hmm. Felicity. Yeah. Yes. What about her? <laughs> <laughs> no, I fully expect to see who's under the green hood, and it's Amiko. Yeah, spoiler alert. It's Amiko, guys. Surprise. Oliver's long-lost oh, yeah. sister. <laughs> Robert Queen got around. That's all I'm saying. I saw some people like trying to argue about who Amiko's mom would be, and I literally saw somebody say it was going to be Isabel, and I was like, "What?" But she's Asian. Elizabeth's white. I don't think that's What the fuck? Send them back to human biology. What the? That's not a thing. You don't have sex with two white people. Don't have sex and pop out an Asian baby. That's not how that works. Since. We can't go with comic canon and have her mom be Shadow. I'm just going with some random Chinese person. Because Robert was going on business trips back and forth to China. Well, they were in the China Sea for some reason. Well, they were going for business. Yeah, I bet. It was like the the, the vibe we got at the time was like, business he's is going code. to China on business, but it's not necessarily the first time he'd been there. Oh, so, he's going to China for some business. You got that right. Oh, yeah. There's some business There's over business there. in China. <laughs> Sorry, we're just... Can't let it go. For 12. <laughs> oh, and then you said... So there's a gala that they go to, which... Yeah, there's a gala. So a, and Dig and Lila are there, and one assumes Felicity is there as well, but... I thought Felicity... I thought I Emily said they don't go. go. For their anniversary. I know, I was hoping it was their anniversary. I think... They go, but they don't, like, go right then. They go, like, late. They're a little bit late. <laughs> like, maybe 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, or 30, just, since they, it's been six months. <laughs> and then they go. We could even do a cool 45. You know, that's fine. That's fine. I'm cool. Yeah. Yeah. An hour. An hour? Yeah. I could, you know. The girl deserves multiple orgasms, is all I'm saying. So, take your time, Oliver. We'll wait. We need a, we need a good shower scene to make up the I need something. Need to be up on kitchen counters, shower. I don't care what kind of sex I get, but I better get some sex and it better be dirty. So, <laughs> well, if it's in the shower, it's not gonna be dirty. Mm, it could be a little bit dirty. No, like naughty sex. Can have naughty sex. <laughs> <laughs> naughty sex in the shower. 
I don't know what defines naughty sex, but I'll know it when I see it. So off you go. Off you go, Arrow. Those are the instructions. Okay, so yes. Next week okay. is going to be the unofficial mid-season finale. And Jen can stop being confused about episode numbers. <laughs> Those of us who feel like I do can feel free to skip Elseworlds because it looks like a big... It looks like a hot ugly. fucking mess. Listen. <laughs> it looks so bad. I, Every single time there's a promo, I just like... It's just promo. nothing I'm interested in. Like, I don't care about all of these rando comic book characters they're bringing in. Nope. There's just so much I don't care about. Like, I, nope. And I feel like the joke of Barry and Oliver being switched bodies or whatever the fuck is going on, that'll be funny for maybe an episode. But we have three of them. I feel like it's something that's funny for, like, five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I'm being a little generous, probably. <laughs> But that's just like You're being mm, extremely generous. No, I think, no. It's funny for like, ha, that's stupid, and then I move on. Like, I know. It's I not. Know. None of the previews are making me excited for this. It's just it nothing so that I'm it interested looks... in. I and you know I wasn't all. Oh, it has to be Elicity content all the time. Like I was super excited for Flaro, their first crossover, and I was I my excitement for this particular crossover is my bottom barrel low. Yeah. I was excited not... for last year's because we knew Barry and Iris were going to get married and we knew Oliver and Felicity were going to get married. So Yeah. Well, we knew, like, a lot of people were upset about the Nazis, rightly so, because Nazis are not something to take lightly. Yeah. But at the same time, we knew that, like, all the shows were going to be involved and all these characters were going to be involved and interact and we got so much awesome Felicity and Iris. It really company. felt like a great big movie. If, it if really was this something else. was being fair we'd get more Felicity and Iris content. Because their husbands have switched bodies. Yeah, I'm not okay? understanding why. I feel why... like they have something to say to well, each other Well, this about is always it. why I get a little Well, I know Mark's writing it so... I'm sh- sh- I'm sure there's some Elicity in there, but I, no, it does I'm bug sure me. Mark hates us. He doesn't hate us. <laughs> there's no hate. He hates us. You're just mad about the stupidity of the crossover. Was that Mark gave us lots of goodies the last six years. Right now, I'm just annoyed about the crossover, so it doesn't exist. It's just like well, whatever. I'll suffer through it. Come suffer through it with me, fans. I'll be live tweeting it. <laughs> Okay, so apparently <laughs> you have been on other, I don't know if you were on Reddit or what, but what is this okay. about Black Siren being Oliver's baby mama? There's something. Well, no, that was on Twitter. Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> what now? The, okay, we all know that the Laurel fans are just like, they push the boundaries of what delusion <laughs> actually is. And I saw a bunch of them when when a bunch of Felicity fans were posting, you know, about pictures of Cat McNamara mm-hmm. as as look how much she looks like Oliver, look how much she looks like Felicity. They had to pipe up and say, no, she looks like Katie Cassidy. She's going to be Black Siren and Oliver's kid in the future, not Oliver. Oh my God, are you for real? And I was just like, I'm like, I feel like I have to, I have to believe that they're just trolling us. I don't think so. Because there's no way they could 
legitimately actually. No, they really believe that she's going to be redeemed. No, but they're going like, to kill Felicity. They would have to knock boots like next week. Fair point. Maybe kid, they don't get okay? how sex works in babies. Like, I feel like we need a crash course here. in human biology for a lot of people. Two white people can't make Asian babies, and you can't. <laughs> like, let's, let's, if let's, their daughter is grown in the future, that means that they have to have her pretty like, soon. I saw somebody was like, I hope this, this Maya isn't Oliver and Felicity's kid, or that's going to be, that's just going to be, Arrow's just going to be pushing the limit with that. And I'm like, why? Well, get used to it, because guess what? Guys? How is that pushing the limit? They're married. They have sex. I know. She what, gets what pregnant. That's actually that fairly normal gets, behavior. Gets pregnant and has a But kid. insanity. No, they're just Shut bitter. Up. They're just really super pressed because here's the deal. Oliver and Felicity are getting all the storylines that they wanted for Laurel and Oliver. And listen, I get it. It's a, it's a bitter pill to swallow. But it's been happening for seven years, so maybe well, move on. It's a new pill. Yeah. It's it's the same old pill over and over again. And they just keep bending over to get it up there. <laughs> and I'm just like, you guys, I don't know what you Well, expecting. listen. Like, we, we, we're nice about Black Siren, but don't take it. Oh, yeah. No, here's the thing. We were actually like, okay, she's actually interesting for once. We're enjoying her team up with Felicity. This is fine. What do they do? They don't just sit there and say, yes, thankfully, finally we have some harmony in the fandom. No. They can't do that. They turn around immediately and start ramping up the 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 hatefulness for Felicity. And, I mean, I've seen some stuff this last week. I'm like, my god, I thought y'all were past this stuff. Apparently this not. Is ridiculous. Well, yeah, you, you give them an inch and they take a mile. Which is annoying. And so, you know what? I'm done. Fuck the accent. Well, them, you know? my thing is, I never understand what they think that's going to accomplish. Like, you can certainly, like, sharing your feelings is one thing. But I always get the mm-hmm. sense from them that they think that they're going to be able to change the show with all of well, their they, tweeting. It's one thing and to hate. sit there and have your little Laurel and Oliver delusions and hate Felicity and do whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, have an AU but they romance, come into whatever. Our mentions to argue with us about something that is well established in canon of the show. Well, it feels like going into Smallville. (laughs) It feels like watching Smallville and going to yell at, you know, fans of Clark and Lois. (laughs) Because she's not Lana. Lana should have been it. Well. Here's the thing. I saw somebody. And I know they're they're gonna there. hate me. They're gonna flip their shit because I made oh, a comparison just, between Oliver and Felicity and Clark and Lois. But whatever you can all, you can all fuck off. So I stand by it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Jen. Listen. Bring it up. No. Bring it up. The big guns. <laughs> no, there's no guns. I know. There's no guns. There's no guns. Um. <laughs> they they have no guns. They have That's like true. They have one of those little cork guns. It's like a little like, water okay, pistol. <laughs> sit down. You're, you're, you're embarrassing, embarrassing yourself. <laughs> no, I saw somebody, and I think it had to have been on Reddit. Mm. I saw somebody, they were having some discussion about Sarah. I like Sarah. And they apparently don't like Sarah. Why? Or at least they didn't like her when she was on Arrow. Well, I guess. Because she's a think... far superior canary? No. I guess. Here's, I saw somebody say, is. I don't like when original characters take the place of comic book characters. And I'm like... That makes no sense. That really just kind of sums up that side of the fandom perfectly. 
because they're fine with some two-dimensional comic book character being shoehorned into a show, into a story, into a relationship, whatever, into a, a hood and mask, regardless of their chemistry with the other actors, regardless of their character's backstory, regardless of their story going forward, of, regardless of any of that being remotely interesting, mm -hmm. they prefer that over something that is organic and earned well, by the actors, by the story, by the chemistry, mm -hmm. whatever. Well, they're expecting, you know, the writers to, oh, here's issue 472. Let's just take this and replicate it on TV. And that's not how you run a TV just, show. Because if you want to know I what happens in the episode, you can just go out and buy the TV. comic book issue that it they're just laying out. So what's frustrating about the whole comic book thing is, you know, for me, from what I see, I don't read comic books, but... You know, these characters are our version of Greek mythology. And there is, you know, as you pass it from one writer to the next, they're going to change the stories. You have to allow for creativity and different interpretations. So if this particular interpretation of the Green Arrow is not your jam, well, that's fine. But it doesn't make it invalid just because it's not well, a replica of the comic book. If, if, if this version isn't your cup of tea, it doesn't mean that there aren't umpteen other versions that you can prefer. And yeah, give it, it a decade. They'll bring Arrow back. Arrow not right. being your thing doesn't detract from the Oliver you prefer in the comics. Right. You know, it, it it's just extra. There's just multiple. And you can prefer whichever one you want to prefer. Right. And you can watch Arrow and enjoy what Arrow's actually bringing to the show. Or... Or to the, the character. Or you can say, you know what? This is pushing too many boundaries that I'm not comfortable with. This isn't my bag. I'm going to go over here and read my comics instead. Well, they seem to get pressed about a lot of things. And it's not just it's not just Arrow. You know, anytime yeah, there's right. a person of, you know, color who plays a role they flip sh their shit it's like you know we couldn't have iris be african-american it was just she needs to have red hair the casting of black canary in the black canary i think is african-american and that's the yeah. end of the world um there's a rigidity <laughs> to how they want these characters portrayed and i understand being invested in characters but when At you're moving time. from one medium to the next, there's going to be a fluidity and there's going to be change. And if you can't handle that, then I don't know what to tell you. Also, well, stories are a lot of your imagination, how you're picking, how you're picturing the character in your in your mind. Like you read a book. Anytime I read a book and then I go see the movie, the movie seldom matches what I thought it was in my brain. Right. But I don't get like... I read well, about isn't it. Isn't that why when you hear something that you loved reading or a movie that you enjoyed before is either getting remade or the book is being There's made always some movie, hesitation. And you yeah. always have that moment you're like, oh, no, God, this could be shit. Am I going to like this telling? Right. And you know what? Comic book fans, you don't always have to like the telling. You can no. decide, hey, mm, I don't like this very much and peace out. 
Or you can enjoy it for what it is. That's where I get hung up. Yeah. Like year after year after year after year. And coming up with these crazy theories. So pissed off. uh, Attacking other fans for for liking it. And expecting the show to suddenly cater to your whims. They're going to. Yeah. They're not swerving. Get over it. (laughs) You know, it's. It's. I just don't understand the mentality. I don't understand hate watching. I don't understand that. No. And there's a lot of people do. And I even see this in our own fandom. People who say that they're oh, they're over they're over elicity and then the minute there's a big elicity moment um and the fandom's excited about it, they have to jump in. But they have to jump in in a way that's like shading the show. They can't just say, "Oh, that's cool" or anything. They have to be like, "Oh, well, you know, it's good for now, but here's all the reasons why I left." Like they just can't let it go. When I am and I think it's there's some part of it is trying to stay. I know I'm not really sure what what drives that, but <laughs> I, I when I'm done with a television show, I'm done. Yeah, me too. Like because I'm just there's there's so many things in life to deal you know, with. It's supposed to be fu- entertaining. Like if, if you hate a off, show, why are you watching I it? I don't need it. Yeah, if you hate the show this much, I don't understand why you're watching it. But there's some kind of an emotional... But see, that's my thing. They get some kind of a reward out of hate-watching. Hate-watching in and of itself is a form of sport and entertainment. I think there's there's hate-watching and there's also people that just expect it to suddenly decide to change and go their way. Yeah, it's not. And I feel like the longer <laughs> Arrow goes on without it going these people's way, the angrier and more, more, more violent, I guess, mm. they become... That's not with, good. With I haven't seen any of this stuff, but yeah. Every now and then I peek just to see what's going on. And it's just like, they just are never not crazy. Like, I would, what I would love for Reddit, because I would love to see them, when they talk about an episode, talk about what they enjoy. Talk about, you know, like, like. It's a negativity it, like, cesspool over there. I won't, people will message me, oh, they're saying this and this about you at Reddit. They can't I'm like, I'm not going over there. enjoy anything without bringing up Felicity. Right. And it's just, it's just, I, I feel almost sad for them that they can't. Honestly, just they're more decide, obsessed you with. You know what? She doesn't matter and move on. They're more obsessed with her character than we are. They are. Like, listen, guys, I don't spend this much time. We don't care that much about. I, well, again, it was when Laurel was Laurel. I didn't spend a lot of time on her. I would snark about her in the reviews, but it wasn't like this constant obsessive. We don't sit there and think about her. No. <laughs> you know, she existed, and I was pretty apathetic about that. But, um, yeah, it is frustrating that if you are positive about their fave, they take it and they turn it into this bashing of Emily Butt-Ricards and Felicity Smoke, and it's just, that's ludicrous. That's not what we're saying at all. We've had a few episodes of Black Siren being tolerable, but I don't think she's been redeemed remotely. No. We're not there at all. Um, And hopefully, God willing, if if, if the attitude is characters must take responsibility for their actions, then hopefully that's where she is headed. And it would be really fantastic if she ended up in jail, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I just I just would like them to just stop obsessing over our fandom and over Felicity so much. It's well, I don't be. think that they ever 
here's the thing. The nice thing about our fandom is there's gift makers, there's vitters, there's um, photo sets and art artwork, um, metas, writing, writers, fic. There's a lot of content the, the fandom generates as their own form of, as a way of continuing the entertainment. And we entertain each other. Um, I've never seen that on the other side um, with the Laurel Lance fandom. I don't see a lot That's of fic true. generated. I don't see a lot of gifts. I don't see a lot of... Um, because they're not interested in investing the time it takes to actually be a fan of something. Right. And it just, so then it just starts to feel like, well, you're just sticking around to hate on it, which I just don't agree with that. And, you know, this goes for, you know, fans who have left Arrow who were Elicity fans. If you say you're done, be done. You know, because if you're constantly, <laughs> oh, if you're jumping back in when things, when there's a lot of attention happening and, you know, people being happy about all of them, Felicity right now, it just feels thirsty to me. Maybe that's wrong, but. It's a bit thirsty. It's a bit desperate and grasping. Or and... just say, hey, I left, but now I'm, this looks great. I'm going to, I'm going to come check it out. Be positive about it. What drives me nuts is that. They can't be positive without also simultaneously dragging the show and the fans who have stuck around to watch. Right. Like, no, let's not. You don't have to pull something down to bring yourself up. Exactly. That's all I'm, like, just, you know, respect that people have stayed watching. And, you know, if, if you're done, you're done. If you want to come back, awesome. But let's not insult all the people who kept watching the show. Because I feel like there's, like, some dictatorship, like, people assign themselves i get to choose what you watch yeah it doesn't work i'm like no that's not how that works <laughs> i have my own remote thing so i'm going to choose what i want to choose and i certainly respect people who peaced out on arrow arrow is can be a, a highly problematic show have stopped watching and i've i'm like a little sad because i'm like oh now we can't yeah there's always a little together. sadness but but certainly an I understandable don't... decision because arrow can yeah. be hy highly problematic at times Total. I'm just in. I'm in it deep. Just gonna, yeah. you know. We're, we're not. We're not getting. We're not getting anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Cal and I are lost. Save yourselves. <laughs> Forget about. Forget us. about us. <laughs> Save yourselves. We love you all. Run. Yeah, we just, I just, it's not, it's not going to happen. I'm not going to stop watching. I don't even know what would, what would trigger me to stop watching. You know, at this point, we know Felicity doesn't die. Felicity's <laughs> not dying. So, there that well, goes. Well, at least not anytime soon. So, it's like, okay, so she doesn't die. Like, as far as I'm concerned, she's. She's not dying. I mean, maybe so, like Oliver cheating on her or some ridiculous. Like if if they if they go a route of like let's blow up the characters. I know. Let's see, like even like when I when I like try to like think of what they could do, it's just so ludicrous that I'm like they're not gonna do that. So why would I even bring that up? So it's not gonna exactly. Alrighty, my dear. We're gonna wrap it up. Thanks for joining us this week. Be sure to listen next week. Subscribe to Watch Over on iTunes. Or Google Play. And look us up on Twitter and Tumblr. Bye! Bye.